0: Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW
1: and the NPR network. You are live on KEXP. This is 90.3 FM in Seattle. We are listener powered radio. And it's my joy, my pleasure to introduce to you, Kaina.
0: Doesn't take much to make the time Doesn't take much AESP ESP. Why I needed them in the first place If it's luck Let it go If there's something I believe in It's you
1: feeling. <laughs> Kaina, live on KEXP. lovely. Thank you so much, Kaina. Thank you. Live on KEXP. Live on KEXP. Yes. <laughs> can you um, can you introduce us to the crew that you brought with you? Absolutely.
2: Okay. Over here on my right, I have Ryan Person, aka Ryan the Person. Hey. Give it up. <laughs> and then over here we have Biako playing bass. Um, Byakko also helped produce Anybody Can Be In Love and Golden Mirror, so the first song and the last song we played. And then we have Brian Sanborn on guitar over here, who produced Good Feeling. And then we have Sen Morimoto here on my left, who helps co-executive produce everything I make, and, uh, is a legend. <laughs> All of these people are legends. Did his own KEXP session, but, yeah, yeah playing sax, singing. <laughs> keys everything um and I'm Kaina and we're from Chicago except for Biago who's from LA <laughs> okay.
0: Okay.
1: yeah and speaking of Chicago the album you dropped is beautiful this year Thank it's your you. second solo yeah the title it was a home I wanted to ask you right off top to talk about home and what that means to you because I know there's also as a child of immigrants I know home can mean a lot of different places you know
2: absolutely um with my last project next to the sun i do feel like that was more straightforward about my identity and figuring out being a first generation kid in the u.s and then i think with it was a home it was more about figuring out how i build my own home as like an adult now Um, and it was a home is the title track but also the first song that i wrote for this project and it has to do with feeling uh, like so small. Sometimes when you live with your folks when you're growing up in the U.S., things feel so small, or sometimes it feels like you'll never get ahead. And I feel like I learned that from my parents a little bit, and I love them. They're amazing, but there's someone learning to do. And so It Was a Home is kind of a song about realizing that um, everything I learned about building my own home and my own apartment, physical or community-wise, is what I've learned from where I grew up with my parents, the parties, they threw the friends that they had and kind of wishing that I took more time to appreciate those moments and that they did too. Mm-hmm. And we thought about them as more of a um, yeah, special time as opposed to something to just get through and over.
1: Yeah. I feel like you do like a lot of beautiful um, representation of where you grew up, you know, as well. Like in some of your videos I've seen, um, I was wondering if you could tell us like about Irving Park about the neighborhood where you came
2: up? <laughs> Irving Park. I don't know. I guess Brian also came up in Irving Park. But I don't know. I think um, it was pretty isolated for me. It wasn't, like, mm. particular, particularly a specific kind of neighborhood. Okay. Like, in Chicago, there's pockets of, like, Humble Park being Puerto Rican or Pilsen being Mexican. And, like, that place, it was kind of just my family and I. And that's kind of been my experience in the U.S. too. Like, the only family I have in the U.S. is just my immediate family. And then so that block was kind of just my family and my best friend, Paige. And then when I got older, it was hanging out with Brian, taking out, taking my mom's minivan and going to shows and stuff.
1: Okay, (laughs) yeah. And then those shows that you would go to, um, you are you are part of a really powerful legacy, I would say, of Chicago musicians. Um, The very first time I saw you perform, um, you were it was an NPR Tiny Desk and you were singing with Saba. Um, who I know you worked on the Care For Me album with. And um, there's just an incredible legacy through the young Chicago authors. Like for people that don't know, that's, you know, people like Jamila Woods and yeah. No Name and Chance the Rapper and Mick Jenkins. Absolutely. Jenks and so, on. so on. And, yeah. and, 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 and so many more. Um, can you talk about the importance of, of that movement and that community on, on, on your upbringing and your coming into music?
2: Yeah, so uh, youth programming in Chicago means a lot to me, and I particularly came up uh, through this group called the Happiness Club, and it was made in the '80s, which is why it has that name. Wow. <laughs> but uh-huh. it it taught me everything about uh, now reflecting. It taught me everything about being a performer, and also about being a good, trying to be a good person in the world. And so mm. I think a lot of Chicago kids come up through program youth programming like that, and then like. You're not realizing that you're being trained for a, a job that you could have in life one day, like, you know, music and art. And um, it's been so impactful f- to me and, and so important. And, yeah, I'm so proud to be part of that legacy of folks. Um, when I was, like, 15, I would go to every single Saba show I could go. And so I think when I when he asked me to be part of Care For Me... I felt like, I think like 15-year-old me was freaking out, you know, um, but, it's, um, but it's amazing. That's something, you know, he did. He uplifted me or in Chicago, uh, Jamila asked me to open for her when I was like maybe 19 and I'm kind of realizing it's my turn to do that too. It's really important that we keep these cycles of youth and mentorship in Chicago going and now it's my turn to do that and I'm really passionate about it and I want to do that.
1: I love it. I love that legacy. I read that you tour managed for Raven Linnae as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you talk
1: about that experience? Because that that's kind of rare to meet an artist who like also like tour managed for another artist before their first tour, you know? That's that's rare.
2: Yeah. I was reflecting on that a lot because I just finished um my first headlining tour here in Seattle mm. and I was reflecting on tour managing for Raven's first headlining tour. Hmm. And um it's kind of Just on some Chicago stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. I grew up in those youth organizations and then people saw me around and would be like, who are you? Like, do you want to intern here? And then I was Mm. interning for you know, a few different folks like Jamila, I was her manager's first intern ever. And so yeah. I kind of just learned as much as I could about that life. Not really, because I was like, let me get smart. But I was just like, I love this. And I love music. And I love these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's been super helpful now that I'm older and realizing that I have all these skill sets and connections with beautiful people. And, and I, like I said, I just want to keep sharing that. But that experience was really, I learned so much. It was so like, I feel like I was thrown in. Yeah. And I got it done. I don't know. Child of Immigrant
0: hey. <laughs>
2: energy, like just yeah. getting it done. Actually, Brian was on that tour, and so it was helping tour manage him. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but it was really,
1: yeah, it was beautiful,
2: uh, and I love Raven, her new project, and um, I feel like we have,
1: yeah love am-
2: connection because of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I think it's inspiring for, especially for younger artists to see that, you know, I tell people all the time, especially younger artists, like, you know, relationships will take you further than oh, yeah. money ever will, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. And that's a, it's a great example of that, of like building good relationships and learning about different aspects of the business, you know? Yeah.
2: And just doing, I, anyone who's younger than me who asks me like how I got here, I'm like literally youth organizations mm. in Chicago and then just like, learning as much as I could because it was fun. And yeah. that is, I just, this is how I got here, you know?
1: Yeah. That's great. That's great. I love it. Um, I wanted to ask you, I feel like I could talk to you all day, yeah, but let's talk all day, you know, we, we don't have all day, unfortunately, <laughs> it's radio. but you know, we'll, we'll do this again. You know, yes. absolutely. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you, what do you hope people get from your music, you know, more than anything else?
2: Um, I've been reflecting on that a ton this tour, and I think a song like Golden Mirror is a perfect example of kind of what I'm thinking (laughs) for myself and also other people, which is um, sometimes I don't really feel like singing that Mm. song because it's so positive and upbeat, but I'm realizing that on days that it feels like I don't feel like singing that is kind of when I need to say it the most. And so... I'm realizing a lot of the songs I wrote on this album are kind of like affirmations of joy for myself. In a, I wrote these songs in the last two years and they're kind of lessons I learned and and good reminders. And when I shared it to my with my best friend, she said it felt like I was writing her a letter. So I'm kind of hoping that it can be like a good friend to someone, like something that they pick up when they need it, including the videos. Like everything I made for this project was really intentional in that way. That was like, I don't care about you, like, buying this now or seeing me now. I really want you to sit with this and and have it whenever you want. And I also want it to be, like I said, with Golden Mirror, I'm realizing that's my affirmation of joy. Yeah. Especially on days when I'm like, oh, this is all crumbling. (laughs) Like, I get to sing this song and remind myself that I'm, like, here with my best friends playing music and that it's fun to sing this song and, and be happy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's needed medicine, and I thank you for, for making it, for sharing it, and for sharing it here on KXP. You know? Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And thank you to all the listeners who make this possible. Everything that we do here on KXP is made possible because of that good listener support. So thank hey. you all. <laughs> and thank you guys again. Kaina, live on KXP. It's been a joy and a pleasure.
2: Thank you.